Episode 2, Electric Boogaloo. We're back with the Tinuki Studio Podcasts. Hello, hello. It is I, Davis. And I, Charlie. How you doing? Good. We're doing fan-tucking-fastic right now. Fan-fucking-tat-tat-tastic? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, we hung out on Saturday, though. Yeah. But, like, what we really only watched, like, um, so later and I gave you the script. Yeah. And was, your birthday present. That was for this, yeah. yes. And I gave you your early birthday present back at you. Yeah. Your mom, and you got me, like, your same drawing tab, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. So, we have a, so Charlie's mom got us a tablet called the Remarkable. Mm-hmm. It's like a Kindle tablet. Yes. But you can write on it. So, it's similar to an iPad, but with Kindle, like, when the Kindle first came out, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, It came out with that sort of technology, which is really cool, in my opinion, because it's not backlit. It's like one of those old Game Boy kind of things. Exactly, yeah. So I was like, Your oh. Your eyes won't fucking get destroyed yeah. when, you're, when you're writing and drawing. But you still have to work with light somewhere in the room, so it's yeah. fine. It's a good, like, notepad, like, in my opinion, because that's what I use it, use it for. I wrote down, like, the entire Japanese phonetic alphabet again, mm-hmm. as well as a couple of kanji characters. There you go. Yeah, but how have, been, how have you been doing, though? I've been doing good, man. Um, just been kind of working at uh, this moving shop, and then I've been like kind of just practicing drawing uh, on the Remarkable, seeing how that works out. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's responsive. It's got a nice texture. Sponsor me. Uh, but uh, Remarkable, sponsor us. Sponsor. We'll get you the, uh, those numbers. The, uh, we'll talk data. about gibberish for an hour, but then we'll, we'll mention you at the end at some yeah. point. But, um, yeah, man, I've just been practicing gesture drawing. I mean, that's one of the big things uh, that I learned from college is just keep practicing on that. At least a little bit every day helps. You know, like yeah. 30, 30 minutes to an hour, that helps just get the general basics. For, like, reference, though, what do you use? Do you, like, just Google pictures uh, or go outside and, like, look at people? What I do is... <laughs> well, that's that's a good one to use. But I what I do is go on YouTube, and there's a site. I think it's called New Haven University. And what it is is uh, they'll have models have time poses just for life reference mm-hmm. and like it'll like go through multiple different poses during time segments so like one pose will go for a minute another pose will go for two five ten and like you know and there's like mul- there's a whole playlist that you can go through oh really and yeah and you can look at it and like you'll you you're able to like understand the anatomy and sort of like get better at like the pacing how you draw how fast you draw like you're able to understand that it's like if it's a short on time just get the basic sketchwork frames. Exactly. Just get to get what they're doing and then put in the details later. later. Yeah. I mean, that's what a lot of sketches are in the first place. Is that if you really need to like demonstrate some something on time, just a little bit of rough sketch and a little bit of detail here and there. Exactly. It makes just sense. Get the, just get like how it would sort of look, like the frame of it, how it would basically sort of like kind of look like. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I told you this, but the um, the an- the lead animator for Super, I think, has a YouTube channel. No kidding. Uh, it's like Yuya Takashi on mm. YouTube. He has like a bunch of tutorials, like oh, here's how you do the Dragon Ball arms. It's like really interesting how he does it because like it's a lot more muscles than you really would realize like in a normal right yeah in a normal arm because like really in a normal arm you have like your bicep and your tricep really, mm-hmm. but in that he has like your um, more details bicep, tricep, and right. and like the your deltoids. You get shoulder, yeah. Yeah. Which is really interesting to like actually see is like oh, Dragon Ball is more of a cartoony slash char- character trying to like caricature sort of like yeah. body while like in other things that sometimes anime has like this thing where it's like oh it'd be semi realistic proportions right yeah but but what I really think is that I use a lot of my like figures up there for like just poses because like they're already oh, yeah. po- they're already poses it's like yeah, oh exactly yeah and you can go from different angles too so it helps out like oh, okay if they're leaning for the back this is how it's gonna look mm-hmm. and like. What you kind of do for reference is, like, 
the amount of work it causes. Like you, you just take your little cell phone and stuff. You go set a timer and then stop, fix yourself in whatever pose you want to. Right. So that's we have technology nowadays that does a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, references. Yeah, well, one of the things I used to do for reference when I was uh, still in the city uh, was I would whenever I would go on the train to go home. I'd always have my little notebook with me, and what I'd do is I'd look at someone who wasn't really paying attention, or someone who's asleep or something like that. Someone in the wild. Yeah, someone in the wild. And I would draw them. I would either draw their face, or their upper body, or something like that, and i just try to do, like, a quick, like, you know, sketches. Uh, the fun part was making sure that they don't see you doing it, because yeah. if they see you doing it... It looks a little sus. They'll, they'll be, like, kind of, like, freaked out, or, like, they'll try to, like, stiffen themselves up, and you really don't want them to do that. Uh, yeah. I would say the hardest kind of person to draw or hardest like subject matter would be kids because they don't sit still. They do not sit still. They they move around constantly, and it's kind of hard to just like get them to stick there. But I think the like, best is some like I remember seeing one lady with a puffy jacket, and she was just kind of like had her head on her head on her fist, and she was just kind of halfway asleep. And I did some really good work with that, uh, and so you know it's fun. It's really good to just go out into the world sometimes and just look at people in their daily life um, and just kind of do quick sketches, you know, just get it quickly down, look up, down, uh, and just try different things because there are so everyone's different um, and there's all shapes and sizes. So being able to just draw that so huge variety is a huge benefit to being an artist. Yeah, I agree with you because, like, we, I, like when you when someone sees a camera out, people tend to act differently than they would. Yes, you, and that goes a lot for everyone, no matter who you are, because we just live in that digital age where it's like if there's a camera out, you're typically on your best behavior, mm-hmm. and we really you don't really see anything behind closed doors. So like to have someone like, lower their guard and like be natural, and like kind of do things they would normally do, it's more interesting to see that than like a like kind of stiff human being kind of like just making like paranoid if you will right yeah and having that mask off kind of thing yeah because the moment you know some you're talking to someone even then like in your most private moment you show no one like your like most deepest thoughts there's some there's stuff like that you know uh that you really kind of want to capture as an artist just really yeah. get to know a character it's it's like um it's like they're saying like people have three faces one out in public another one with friends and one in private mm-hmm. and then you don't really see the private or usually with friends unless they're a loud bunch of people like most yeah. Americans exactly oof oof got him for anyone who don't, didn't know what he just did Davis did a um, a dab a fat dab he did quite a large dab now though yeah. I'm appalled I will keep going <laughs> um yeah man so you know, that's what I've been pretty much practicing. Um, also, you know, I've just been trying to do some general character design stuff. Like, I, when I you know, I, I showed you, but I, like, there was, like, a whole, like, I have a whole, like, paper full of, yeah, like, faces. Yeah, heads. I was, mm-hmm. like, kind of creepy, but okay. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, just want to get the expressions down, then add the body, then move on to maybe... Movement. Movement. But, uh, you know, it's good to just draw everyone in shapes and size. Like, I've always had a hard time with drawing faces, it's not it's not really easy, especially with like humanistic proportions for me. I could do a body really easily, yeah. but a face is kind of tough because it's just there's so much to do. Yeah, you have to choose where you like you want to put the detail in because like there could be like dimples or freckles, yeah. whatever. The and, no like, size, the no, eyes. yeah, eyebrows, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. It's like things that make a human face in individual is just a pain in the ass to do. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. 
Although some people just get rid of the nose in a lot of cases. They it's see just... like little like yep, little, exactly. little curve, like the one little piece, triangle. Like a, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like the, they'll just draw like a triangle, be like done. Yeah. But yeah, the big ones are the mouth and the eyes. If you can get those right, especially the eyes, like those are the big ones. I also feel of character caricatures is like if you add too too much detail mm. and like make it a little personal, then it's just mean. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like I was because one of my favorite animators like on YouTube slash New Rounds is Flash Kits, and yeah. they did the the um. Joe Rogan. The Elon Joe Rogan Musk. and the Elon Musk like parody thing. And all those are like little like little caricatures of those personalities because Joe Rogan is sort of like even though he's like what five foot nine I think yeah. he's he's portrayed as like a very short person while Elon Musk is like twice the size of him. But the really thing that got me was watching one of the behind the scenes videos of um, the Game of Thrones one. Oh yeah, because he really he goes over like yeah you can't really put too much detail inside characters because this is what you're gonna get uh, blacklisted from Hollywood for. <laughs> and I thought just just overall funny. Yeah. From um, just watching that video. Because, like, the way they portray some of those characters is, like, it's it's mean in a way. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But it's funny enough to the fact that you can see it, though. Yeah. And they point out some pretty, like, disgusting shit sometimes. Especially when it comes to, uh, you know, like, a big events. But they do such a great job with um, just expression and, like, how, like, they do characters. Yeah. It's so great. And I love it because, like... I always wanted to get into the sort of style where it's like puppet, like you know, Rick and Morty. Yeah, the tune. Um, sorry, puppet animation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The it's it's cool. Symbols and stuff. Libraries and libraries of just hands and hands. Exactly, and like you know, it's a, it's an effective, definite. Uh, it's a definitely an effective um, form of animation for nowadays. Yeah, definitely for like things that like require like time crunch. Yeah, definitely helpful. But um, you know, I mean, you it's whatever you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's just. Uh, there's there's some tricks to animation you can do. Yeah, a lot of times what I find is like Rick and Morty, if it's, if it's something like big, because there's like a lot of moments where it's like they'll be falling down something and then they'll be just doing actions. That's just them just shrinking the layer size down. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's all it's all pre-colored and everything inside the tune in, um, inside the puppet animation. Mm-hmm. It's all so like what they do is just like literally just like scale it down, and that's easier inside whatever program they have is like if After Effects or Animate. I did. They, did you know that they changed the icons for the Adobe products? No kidding. Yes, they did, and that's like the next topic I want to talk about is the Adobe products right now. Uh huh. Because one animator called um. I think it's James Lee Animation on YouTube. He has this very, like, niche style of, like, skipping frame animation where it's, like, very crooked and, like, horrifying. But oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've probably seen it somewhere mm-hmm. online before. Yeah, it helps. It's, it's just something unnatural that unnerves you. Yeah, it's, it's it has, like, he uses, like, um, he uses glow on his glass and the glass glasses to, like, have yeah. the white and the, the teeth are very prominent white. Yes. So you can, you know, like, this, this figure is a very shadowy figure, but, like, he's very prominent, like, teeth and glasses and you know right. who this is uh-huh. and one of the things was like um the abuse that adobe has with its uh customers basically because mm. he points out that the prices rose like since last time which is like probably like 70 to 80 dollars now yeah they, which is they, like they, they bleed you dry it's, yeah it's pretty rough and there are, are alternatives that i think are better but to get all one package with them, Adobe is probably the best way to go. Right. Yeah. And I mean, they do have good stuff. It's just it's if it's, it, pricey. it's really pricey. And if you if you're not really a hundred percent sure if you want to go into art, 
then maybe just start with Photoshop and see how it goes from yeah. there. Yeah, um, well, the good thing about that, though, is they allow these small little bundles to be like, okay, for $15 a month, you get just Photoshop and Camera Raw or an, yeah. and Bridge or whatever and mm-hmm. Lightroom. Because a lot of the time, they'll just sell them micro-packages. So they'll have, like, yeah. Premiere, After Effects, and that kind of bundle together. But, like, for students like us, we need all of it. We need Illustrator. Yeah. We need all this stuff. So it's, like, it's really just hurting the sort of, like, I guess industry as like a whole because like you need to buy this whole entire package or you got to buy little micro things and like yeah. kind of micro pay everything which kind of sucks bitch and a half i would i mean you know i'm always a fan of buy once and you're done yeah makes my life so much easier but you know if they need to make money they need to make money but i mean i i used to use tv paint which is this french program for animation oh, 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 the french they know and it's a good program if you want to do traditional animation. It's a solid, solid network. It's a solid, um, sorry, software. Uh, it's though it is, it it does like, but it's a pay once and you're done. It's like a thousand dollars. Yeah, I'll say, but the but a lot of times, like when you think about it, it's an investment. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, these people who are actually buying this are large companies, and like they have the right. money to like kind of shell out for like um, this kind of like multi key that pays off. Because, like, when you look at the prices, like, for something, so you buy multiple keys at once for, like, uh, schools and stuff. Right. You get a discount because you're bu- if you buy more of the pot, it's like buying in bulk. You buy more of it, you get it's a cheaper price because as a cost goes up, the price per roll um, goes down or price per whatever item goes down. Yeah. The one animation tool I use is um, Clip Studio Paint. Right. And that's, like, the more sort of Japanese one where you kind of, like, have... The ability to like, do all these little things, like for illustration, it's basically Photoshop and uh, animate in one. Right. Yeah. So it's a, a lot easier. It just doesn't have the symbols because, like, I think Adobe has like some sort of copyright over that because that's a very specific like patent of like the way they manage it. Because I don't yeah. think a lot of a lot of um things have it. Cause, so like, what we'll do is that they'll just create um, animation sheets inside either Photoshop or another program that allows you to import it to. Mm-hmm. Um, After Effects or whatever thing you're using. Another thing is that um, Clip Studio Paint allows you to export to PSD files. So it's, oh. it allows you to, like, okay, if you're working on this, you have this character over here, here. You, you, we're allowing you to export PSD so you can just import it to After Effects, which is really nice. Yeah, that's nice. That's sweet. I like that. Yeah. Makes my, anything, just accessibility is so nice. It's just having just less time focusing on stupid shit. You know, yeah. that takes up your time and like with rendering and shit that just doesn't, you don't want to focus on rather than just, you know, the, like the art itself, you know, it's just, that helps so much. Yeah. I remember that was a big problem with, um, the earlier versions of Adobe Flash was I think after CS6, it, no, before CS6, there was a problem with Flash where if you, you couldn't export a video if it was too many frames right so if it was too many frames you would have to split it up and cut it into like different scenes and timelines and basically that kind of stuff because the adobe could handle that a lot more better i guess in that sort of sense but like, you couldn't export like one long scene um but usually a lot of times like animate anim- like animations like you only will work on shots that last for like like, you know, like a couple seconds. A couple seconds, yeah. yeah. Like five, it, ten For movement-wise, it's not a lot. If for what we call a one-shot or a long take, you don't really see a lot of those in animation anymore. You only yeah. really see, it, see it inside fight scenes. And, like, even in that, they'll cut 
different shots of like them fighting in between so you don't really get that the same of like this long take like you might you might find it's like old boy or whatever yeah um but enough of us griping about our yeah. financial issues and products i'm a failing college student mm-hmm. college debt mm-hmm. yeah. college debt no but yeah i mean that's what it is you caught up on one piece right Yes, sir. Okay. I'm, always, I'm always ready to go. So, what is, this is what, chapter 984? Oh, yes, sir. Okay, I, so... I believe so. Basically, we always... We don't see a lot inside this chapter. It's one of those things that I don't like about the pacing inside of One Piece is that I really think that a lot of the jump... Kind of, well, the Weekly Show and Jump should be reserved for like newer material, right? Yeah. And they should move some of the older material to Jump Plus or um, the monthly issue yeah. of it, which is like fair because I think because I think Spy X Family is not it's not it's not weekly it's monthly or that's inside Jump Plus which is yeah. a different sort of yeah it is issue um, issue uh, or it's like printing of the magazine because like a lot of times like authors they have like a, about a week maybe mm-hmm. week and a half to like get stuff done. Because they're continuously working on things, but they still need to go, like, through editors and, like, the whole, like, bureaucracy of, like, okay, you gotta do this, this, and this. And, like, editors do have a fair point, like, when, when, I'm um, talking about their, what you go, once you get published and what doesn't Right, they have so. to keep the author on track. They, yeah. They want to make sure that they're keeping up a pace and they know what, where they're going, essentially. And that's fair. Yeah. And, it's like, I, it's very hard for, like, someone by themselves to, like, say, do your work. Because, like, in the real world, it's, like, do you... There are many reasons why you do your work. But, like, when you are in college, like, you need someone there to, like, sort of, like, kind of help you, like, yeah. manage yourself sometimes. Yeah, the big, biggest thing you want to learn in college, and, that, you know, everyone says this, is time management. I mean, that's... Hey, if you want to go up in the world, you really got to know how to budget your time and know what to do, when. I mean, we've had this talk before. It's just... It's hard, but... You, you get it eventually. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a life skill that you want to learn early on. If you learn it early on, you'll go far. That's what I'll yeah, say. Yeah, definitely. Um, but back to One Piece, though. Right, yes. Okay, so... Yamato, what... my my girl, my G, my love. Not really, but no. yeah, that's what I Okay, so, what, so basically in this chapter, it's Marco rev- comes back with the Wano person from Whitebeard's crew. Yes. And they're here to help uh, Luffy beat Kaido because they're now inside the Oni Island. Mm-hmm. Onigishima, yeah. Onigishima, and they're ha- and like they're, they're, uh, Kinemon uses his double fruit power to like to cl- disguise them inside as like the enemy troops. Mm-hmm. But then Luffy just goes on a rampage. Luffy and Zoro go on a rampage, and like they get sort of like beat by uh, a poop. A kid comes in and kicks the shit out of them. Yeah. Uh, but after that, like, Luffy meets another, like, more heads of the Kaido crew. Mm. You have the one that turns into, like, a Velociraptor or something like that. Yeah. And then... I love the fact that, like, we're getting to the point now that whenever Luffy comes up and meets all the, like, meets another, like, weirdo from another hierarchy chain, it's not like he could go toe-to-toe with these guys, and it's, like, not immediately that he gets, like, beaten up or anything like that. I appreciate that a lot. And it's just like, they're like, oh shit, he's actually really strong. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're past that point inside, like, the Water 7 arc where it's like, oh, CP9. 
Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, they're a new force just because they have better powers, basically. Exactly, yeah. But, like, when you get to, like, this, it's like, oh, Luffy, like, even though, like, he's kind of a faux emperor of the sea, like, he is strong in his own right yeah, to, I mean, like, kind of, like, deal with people who are underneath, like, yeah, you, um, he can go up against other sea emperors. He'll have trouble facing, like, the second in command, but if it's, like, the 13th, you know, then, like, he'll just, like, he'll just, he'll either beat him pretty easily or have somewhat of a hard time. Not that big of a deal, yeah. honestly, though. But it's just, you know, I always I always love seeing all the different characters and their development. But, um, yeah, it was great to see, uh, what's-his-face from the White Bear crew come back. I was like, yes! Yeah. What was his name? Marco? Well, not Marco, it was the, um... Oh, uh, the Wano, Wano guy. guy. Yeah. Who looks like a girl, okay? He, yeah, I'll say this. I'll be honest. Gender? Totally out the door in this arc, for some fucking reason. I, I, I understand, um, Kaido's daughter's, like, shtick, but I, it just looks kind of weird... Um, for... I forget the name of the character, but I think it's like... Oh, the the, the daughter of Kaido? No, 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 no. The, um, the guy on One Piece crew. Oh. Because, like, he, he only appears, like, inside the one small, like, um, Summit War arc. Yeah, he shows up, like, a little bit, and that's it. And that's it, yeah. You like... kind of feel like, oh, this might be important, but it's still an Asian, like, Japanese culture, and he's, like, sort of just Japan, like, Japanese kind of culture, but... We also see further in, like, Zoro dressing mm-hmm. that kind of thing, too. So it's kind of like, uh, is it really... Is he, like, a different island, blah, 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 that kind of stuff? Is Zoro weeb? I always wonder. I don't this. know. Is Zoro parents from Wano? We don't know. We don't know. We'll never get that yeah. answer. I mean, it's not that important. Yeah. Lineage isn't super important in One Piece. It kind of is, but not super. I mean, it, there's, there's a bit of a theme with it right now yeah. with Big Mom and Kaido, because, like, their kids are kind of like, we fucking hate you, but, well, some of them are. Some of them yeah, are. some of them just fear them, and, like, you just don't want to yeah. deal with the outbreaks and, like, outbursts of anger they might face. But speaking of lineages, I'll touch that upon later on, but, like, back to back to Yamato, though. Mm. Jesus, it's like, okay, you're thro- okay, Oda, you're throwing us in, like, 20 different directions here. Like, choose one and go with it. It's really, like... I don't know. I don't know, like, what what's going to happen. I always think, like, oh, Luffy's just going to fight Kaido. But then I realize that there's King, Queen, those eight, like, those eight other dudes. And then, you know, how the fuck does Yamato fit into this? And how is she going to fight, like, with, is he going to, is she going to fight with Luffy? Is, is this yeah, like... it's, it's like, I like, I like how it keeps you on your toes and want to read the next chapter. It absolutely does. But it comes to the problem where it's like, Okay, big reveal, but there's no payoff, though. We gotta get to the It's a cliffhanger. And then, oh, there's also that one other thing that Marco mentioned in the chapter. I think it was, like, he has to go because there was something coming that he had to take care of. I forget what it was. I forget the exact line it was. Oh, I'm gonna look that up, actually. Yeah, right you now. look it up. Um, but wow. it was, but, like, yeah, Marco was, like, something. He had to leave all of a sudden because of, I don't know. He has to fight all the other people who were trying to get in. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll touch up on the little my thought earlier is that uh, Oda came out with like this little one shot thing of like oh of, like the actual like guy who owned the black sword which is like Ryoma uh, I think yes yeah it was and Ryoma. like he yeah he shows a lot like of like young Ryoma and like his and like his journey mm-hmm. the thing about that is though he looks exactly like Zoro without the eye scar yep. and that's the thing where it's like okay you you want to relate him to the story and somehow where it's like oh. Yeah, Roma, re, like, in a way, Yoroma looks at Zoro and is like, oh, you remind me of myself here. You have bested me. 
continue my legend. There's a, there's a lot of that in One Piece. Like even just like the biggest example is Goldie, Roger, and Luffy. I mean, they're literally the exact same person. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, it's like being reincarnated, I guess. But like, yeah. really, it, it's very very like on the nose, especially when it came to the part where like Ray League was remembering the first time he met Roger, and Roger yeah, had the exact same, same fucking haircut. Hat. I was like, okay, <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, you I know, you know what they don't they never touch on. They never touch on that giant hat inside the reverie. Yeah. They, they never they, they haven't did, touched on that. They just yet. leave the other is like, yep, yeah, we're gonna forget that. It's like there's so much shit that I'm trying to keep I'm just remembering that Sabo has been caught by the World Cup. I guess he might have been, I don't know, and then fucking the dragon's working with Blackbeard, and then there's that fucking kid who's like apparently Whitebeard's son who's still around that yeah, with, hasn't um, been addressed yet. And I don't know what his deal is. I'm like, fuck, bro the fuck's going on yeah this was like so many plot points coming like oda needed to focus on like something it's there a, it's a real bitch and a half did you find it uh okay yeah so the uh i forgot his fucking name uh the dog man dog person got his name damn it uh dog bark no dog, dogwood dogwood uh, dogwood is it Dogwood? I don't know. <laughs> okay, Pat, I'm gonna get my phone. I'm gonna Google this stuff. Because it's um, Cat Viper and Dog something. Nekomushi. Okay, so basically, something. Uh, Nekomushi came in with Izo. His name's Izo, by the way. Okay. Um, and Marco, when he was asked by the, the uh, other guys, they're like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, he's like, we can reminisce later. Marco says, and I quote, we can reminisce later. I just saw a strange shadow in the sea. I'm gonna go check it out. So, I don't know what that means. Side venture, side it's, chapter. It's either a gonna. It could be the son of um of Kai. It could be the son of Whitebeard, maybe coming in out of nowhere. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait. Because um, he wanted. He was going after Marco. He was going. Remember, he was going after all, all the crew the, members. Whitebeard crew members. Yeah. So and Marco is definitely on the list. Which is so fucking weird. Like, that character is so out of nowhere. Yeah, right. And there's so much shit that's just, like, it feels so organic and cool, and I love it, but it's just so hard to keep up track of sometimes. It's like fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. But it's better. It's so much better. But I will say, like, hopefully they don't fuck up the ending. They probably won't. They definitely won't. No. At, at the end of this arc, it's like, Kaido's gonna get beaten. Um, Either Kaido's going to get killed or beaten... Big Mom, I do not know. She yeah. is the one thing that I just is like, fuck, I do not know. It's great that we, she's here. It's a real wild card situation, and it makes sense that she would chase them even after they left. Yeah. Because it's just like, no, fuck that. You, you, you fucked with me? I'm coming after you. And that's kind of cool, but it's just like, what, what are you going to do with her? You know? Exactly. It's like, you already sort of like kind of beat her, I guess, but like, did you really beat her? Mm, yeah. And it's like, I guess you're trying to make that sort of like clash thing with Luffy kind of build it up a little yeah, bit but it's but like, like you already you kind of already kind of stalled beyond that point from whole cake island and mm, stuff you know yeah it's time to move on to little different areas of like villains yeah plus we've already built up this shit with Kaido so let's just take care of that first yeah and then we'll go on to this unless something else comes in another party comes in which you know in one piece it probably there'll probably someone else who shows the up the luffy alliance come the on Luf from dressrosa i hope so god i hope so <sighs> god jesus Bel fucking belly just bartomeo is just like barrier yeah oh that'd be so fun i love his ability so op and it was cool you know it was really cool i love the flashback with o with uh, odin 
and it was just um, the guy, the the like the past user of the bear. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, That was cool to see. Like, because you always forget that, like, devil fruit powers are passed on to the next generation. Yeah, that was, like, one of the things that were actually, I was actually retconned pretty, like, later on. Yeah. Inside the series where it's, like, in the first book, like, Romance Dawn, mm-hmm. they literally said, like, oh, the gum gum fruit comes from the gum gum tree and grows, like, every thousand years. But they later on retconned that as, like, no, it's just, like, a little spirit thing where it just goes to the nearest fruit and then pops itself in there and becomes a double yeah. fruit. Shoves itself in there. Yeah. Forcefully. No, yeah. Well, that's one of the things I could, like, say, like, yeah, it's been long enough that people won't remember it. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, I agree with that standpoint. It's, like, if you're going to recon something like that, recon it, like, post-time skip that someone probably wouldn't remember. Yeah. Remember when Sanji's um, dream was to find the all-blue? Yeah. Bet everyone forgot about that. Remember when Nami was going to make a map of the world? Bet everyone forgot about that. that. Remember Nico... What the fuck was Nico Robbins' dream? <laughs> I want to live! Oh, uh, that's right. That's true. I want to live. Um, I yeah. would think she would want to uncover the... Secret of the lo- Poneglyphs, right? Poneglyphs slash Dark Age, yeah, whatever. that's what I remember. Lost Age? Is it Lost Age or is Dark Age? Uh, Dark Age, I think. Dark, dark Age, yeah, yeah. Dark Age, Dark Age, yeah. Because like, there's like, what, 500 then, years? that, yeah. That's going to be like the last... Fuck. That's going to be one way they find... That's probably, that's probably wrapped up by the entire fact, like, oh... That's going to be the world government slash... Because when you really think stuff. about it, because Joy Boy and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be like one of the major like key points, like, oh, Joy Boy is like this kind of super powerful weapon, like, um... Like, Neptune said it was, and, like, the, uh, Shirohoshi's, like, um, whatever. It's, like, yeah. she's, she's another ancient weapon. And, like, even Roger, like, went to Raftal or whatever, or Laugh-Tail. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he sealed something away there just because it's probably a weapon that the rural government will probably want to get their hands on and use it to destroy stuff. Oh, man. Another cool thing is to see, it's, like, when all these, like, every time the movie goes to a new nation, it's, like... I can't wait to see when Wano opens up finally. Hopefully, at the end of this series, because you know they're they're gonna they're, they're gonna, probably gonna do that. They're probably like, gonna win, and they're probably you know gonna keep moving. And the, when when it does happen, I just want like the, all the princes and princesses Luffy has ever helped out to just be like. They probably be like they probably be create a world government around that where all the people who Luffy's help Luffy's help probably would have would come together would come together and, and start a new one based on the ideals of. Um, like, a f- sort of free world kind of thing, yeah. where it's, like, it's not completely lawless, but, like, it's more of, like, warwood shouldn't exist, pirate, yeah. like, that kind of stuff. You know, you don't, like, crew, like, CP0 and CP9 would probably change a whole bunch. Either they would have gotten rid of, they, you know what, I will say, they will probably get rid of the warlord idea, because the warlord idea... Was, like, some of the main problems was, caused yeah. inside of, yeah. um... I mean, like, just for example, Crocodile, Doflamingo... You know, it's just... Oh, and uh, Gekko Moria. Like, all of these guys are terrible people. They should yeah. never have been given power. And I forgot his name. No matter um, how hard you help, like, out the government, like, there's still pirates inside the baseline. That's yeah. what, like, Fujitora says. Like, there's still pirates at the end of the day. Yeah, Fujitora, like, knows what's up. And he... 
And, like, it's just, like, stuff like that, but also, like, the dark justice thing that Akainu always preaches, like, that's probably gonna change. That's absolute justice, yeah. It's probably... Yeah. I appreciate he's gonna die. He's... Well, yeah. Luffy... They, I want to see that fight so bad between Luffy yeah. and Akainu. That's one of the fights I want to see super bad. Luffy... Uh, Luffy... Uh, I'm pretty sure they're probably gonna do, like, a Summit War 2.0 thing where it's, like, oh, Sabo and, like, his crew is gonna be, like, eliminated or whatever. I think it might be, like... And this is my theory, I think I told you this before, but I feel like at the end of this arc, C either CP0 or uh, Luchi is going to show up out of nowhere and just either cause kidnap Luffy or kidnap one of the crewmates. God, no, you know who I think? I think it's going to be Kobe's unit swords. Yeah. That's what I think they're going to do, because Drake's already inside Wano and stuff. Mm -hmm. They already mentioned, like, oh yeah, he's a, he's a double spy. So, yeah, there's right. that. I think that's what's going to happen. Wasn't Kobe like... going to fight um, Boa? I think... Didn't he? Didn't they say that they're gonna like they eliminated the they eliminated the um, warlord, warlord system. system and then Kobe is one of the, was the one who went after Boa, which by the way, good fucking luck. Um, Impel down two point yeah. release the warlords. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, like they're ever gonna catch Miyok and like they're ever gonna catch Boa. I mean, yeah. like I I doubt that's gonna be what happens, but you never know. I mean, maybe I don't know, but yeah, what I'm wondering right now is probably my. Biggest question: Where is that kid that Whitebeard was talking about, or like the white that supposed Whitebeard kid is? And another thing, I guess, would be a interesting thing to think about is how the fuck, like, why does Luffy hearing the voices of the sea monsters, the sea kings, the sea kings matter so much? I think I, I think because know. it's just like it's one of those protagonist powers. Mm -hmm. <sighs> you gotta have that spirit. Yeah, but besides that, um. Let's take it off the topic of One Piece. Let's move on to, like, uh, other things. How, do you know what um, the God of High School is? I do. I have read so it. The, so the anime came out. Mm -hmm. I'm like, some of these people don't look like high schoolers. There's a criminal. There's, like, <laughs> yeah. there's just, like two old guys. There's a kid with a tracksuit reading a book with a metal bat. Um, yeah, yeah, these people don't look like they're in high school. And, yeah. like, I question the author's ability to tell, like, who really is a high, who's a high schooler and who's not. <laughs> I will say this about Webtoon. They have amazing illustrators, some pretty good writers, but the people who work on the title or come up with the titles, they need to be fucking fired because a lot of these... I'm pretty sure a lot of the times they'll just create a title and they're like, it sounds cool. Because a yeah. lot of times they're Korean and, and Korean artists and like yeah. English sounds cool to them. But when you Fair really enough. look at it, though, like, the God of High School, you really think it'd be about high school kids. Like, the main no, protagonists look high school-ish. God is involved. I will say gods are definitely involved. Yeah, because, like, series. I... Spoiler, I guess. Because, yeah. like, doesn't God, like, do, like, whatever is, like, Shinjin's hand with, like, whatever well, power? Well, the whole thing is that he basic... Well, mega spoilers. Like, big, 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 big spoilers. Stop listening now. But basically... The main character is basically Sun Wukong, essentially. That's that's literally like his whole shtick is that he's Sun Wukong. In the, in, he's the Monkey King reborn, basically. Yeah. And his like this go eventually like I will say like the story like becomes fucking ridiculous at one point. It even has like all the gods from like known religion, like Greek gods, Norse gods, uh, fucking Cap Jesus. G Jesus, I think does actually show but up. But you can't show Muhammad. No, you cannot. Buddha shows up. You know, and like, and like, he fights all of them, and it's like the coolest shit. But it just like, this has nothing to do with high school. <laughs> yeah, I, f I think it's one of those things where it's like they probably the uh, the author probably wanted to get in one direction, while a couple other people say like, no, you should go inside this direction, which yeah. is like, and probably like an editor standpoint. But like, a lot of times, I think that comic just blew up naturally. Yeah, 
I think, and I, so it really didn't have like that person to like say, yeah, this this and this works well, this doesn't. So you get you might want to change that, you know? Right. Yeah, and you know, I will say it's a fucking awesome comic. I think the illustration and the action to it is amazing, uh, and I definitely think it warrants a um, an adaption. It's just you know, no, it, it is. Yeah, it's already adapted. No, no, I'm just saying yeah. it, it definitely did warrant that. I'm just hoping for a fucking uh, hard. You ever read a hardcore leveling warrior by any chance? Yeah, I, yeah a I lot like of people that. were commenting underneath the Crunchyroll Twitter account was like, "You should do hardcore leveling," or like killing stalking. You know, I was like, "Yeah, it, it makes sense for them to like go after that one." But then you have to like do this whole spiel of contract signing, blah blah blah, yeah. finding a studio. It's one of those things like people just take for granted. Of like, there's a lot of planning that yeah, takes place. A lot. Because a lot of times. What they want to do is that they want to, one, find the right studio, mm-hmm. two, cast actors, cast all these people and stuff, right? Right. But, like, but people think, like, oh, it's coming out every other week, so it must be instant, right? No. I, like, a lot of this stuff is like, already backed up in the works. They probably they, worked on it, like, yeah, the season before, mm-hmm. recorded everything, finished up everything by the first episode of the first episode, and then they're slowly working exactly. their way up the ladder. Right. So I, I, I think there's only, like, 12 episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. Probably 12 to, 12 to 24, that's either fair. or. Yeah, that's good. But, like, I think they're in the right direction of, like, oh, this is, like, probably the next big thing of being, like, anime, anime slash, an, like, animation-wise. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the action is, like, very well animated, but, like, it sets a tone very early on of, like, what it wants to be. It's, like, this sort of, like, comedy slash action. Yeah. Inside, like, the Tower of God, though, it tried to be very serious in the beginning, but then tried to fit in, cram these comedy parts in that just didn't fit. I that's I think that's a problem with the original source material, is that for Tower of God, it's a very, it's a very interesting series in the way that it's both, it's got a lot of cool, like... Moments. I, cool moments, cool characters, but a lot of it's mixed, because you'll have a lot of moments that are, like, kind of cool concepts, like they'll be riding on a crazy train, and... They'll be going up this tower, which I don't even know how the fucking structure of the tower works. It's so confusing to me. But it's just you're there for the ride. Say, fuck it, whatever. Bam's cool, I guess. Kinda. Eh. Uh, but, you know, it's the, like, there's, it's mixed. Sometimes you'll get cool characters. Sometimes you'll get cool arcs. Other times you'll just get really boring shit that you don't want to see and you sit through it. And some stuff that makes kind of sense. Other stuff that just makes no sense and will throw in shit. And that's it's kind of the things with webtoons. Like, you'll get some really good stuff, but sometimes, a lot of times, it's, like, underdeveloped or half-baked, Rushed. half-baked stuff that just doesn't work, you know? And, like, it needs more time to go more. So, the, the think through of certain things, mm-hmm. like, saying, hey, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's your income, yeah, but if the supporters really would like to support it, then they would understand maybe... Uh, three weeks, I would say, maximum for mm-hmm. a comic. Because you don't have to figure out motions and lines and all that. You just got to figure out, like, okay, formatting. And it's a webcomic, too, so it's in yeah. that really weird format of, like, here's a panel in the top left corner, here's a panel in the bottom right corner, and these two connect somehow. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't... Oh, yeah, like, I talked about this last time. Like, I that's my gripe about, like, formatting. Because as, like, a designer slash, like, formatter, like, yeah. in my own stuff, like... The formatting for certain things don't make sense, but I can see how it appeals to some foreign audience, right? But not really towards me, because a lot of the times, like, they're very. You can see the clear similarities between Japanese comic books and American comic books, because they're dictated by these panels. Yeah, and that's what a lot of the people like. That's why a lot of things 
and things you should look out for is like okay how are they formatting and like try to understand the art rather than like okay here's like some sort of like weird story or whatever because mm-hmm. at the end of the day a lot of this stuff is just art you know it's just it's just beautiful drawings and what I find very interesting about manga or comics themselves is like people use like different sort of uh, panels like different styles and like you can you can go pretty crazy with like how you want to draw your comic and even using the panels to some degree like I was I remember like recently I've been reading Soul Eater yeah again so, yeah because we watched again. that last yeah. Saturday it was so it's so good I love it so much but they they get to the part where I'm in the part where they're in the uh, spoilers they're in the uh, Ebion book or whatever book of Abon and, and they Abon. meet like um table contents and stuff mm-hmm. yeah 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 and so it's um, I got to I passed the part where they uh where it was Soul and Maka were in the uh I think it's bedroom the, Yes, and it was in the sloth in the sloth uh, chapter. Yes, yeah, and the, the panels they what they did was it was really cool at the end. They didn't do it for the whole chapter because that would be really fucking annoying. But what they did was they had a nice little end bit where it was like they were in the they're in the sloth, right? So the panels are like half finished. Yeah, and so like really, yeah, there's a little gimmick to yeah, it. Yeah, it's a little cute, little cute gimmick to show like you know that everything's kind of slow here, everything's kind of simmered down, and I like that stuff. Just the sort of like little visual cues like that are really nice. And what I find interesting also, I find a lot of things interesting, but um, manhwa, or, you know, Korean manga, or comics, whatever. Yeah, Korean comics. Um, they sort of focus, they realize that a lot of the comics that they'll be producing are actually going to be viewed through a phone. Through a phone, that's because, like, that's a lot of times... how that's structured, is that, like, solo leveling, which is a big, another big one, I don't know what happened to it, it kind of stopped production, but whatever... They, they, the way they drew it and the way they formatted it was to show, like, they'll have, instead of it being, like, this wide panel thing, it'll be scroll down, and, like, it'll show the character going to a motion, and then, you know, it'll be, it'll be suited for a phone. And so when you translate it to show, it could be a little tricky, because you gotta, like, kind of reinterpret it. And, like, a lot of times when I saw a manual, I was like, they don't like to put backgrounds in no, like, they don't. a lot of the action yeah. parts. Solid color in the background. It's, it's just solid, either solid white, gray, or that kind of stuff. Like, the only time we actually see backgrounds is in, like, the smaller panels, because that's more manageable. Yeah. And I kind of find that, like, okay, yeah, mm. like, you want to focus on the action, but then it kind of looks a little bland if you don't have, like, a proper, like, little gradient on the floor or, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, like, you need that sort of setting to keep you, you know, just, you know, you need, well, you, I, we said this before last time, but, you know, setting fucking matters. I mean, I I want to know where I am. I want to know where the characters are in relation to, like, their journey. I want to see the progression. But, you know, you can get rid of that stuff if it's a close-up shot, and that's fine. Yeah. But I don't want them walking in space. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it really boring. And like, Unless they are in space, by, like, mm-hmm. technical means, like, okay, they're in, like, a large white room. Like, then say that, at least. Yeah. They're, like, they're not in an insane asylum. They're going on a magical venture. At least that's what they think they're doing. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. They may, Maybe they are in the insane asylum. I don't know. But, um... Yeah, I mean, like, it depends. Like, if it's an action-adventure series, I would really like it if they were, they draw more setting. But if it's, like, a, a drama or a comedy series, yeah. then that's not as big of an issue. Uh, the one thing I really realized about dramas, though, is that they tend to focus a lot on the eyes and, like, the mouths mm. and the face a lot, which is fine, because yeah. that's what you would want to do generally inside a drama, so they sort of, like, these sort of, like, shadows, like, dark, broody aspects of a drama to show, like, oh, this emotion's this, this emotion's that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But when you get to the fact of, like, if it's all just face shots, then it gets a little stale. Yeah. 
And that's what I think a lot. Like when if you try to produce something, you want to, you want to make sure that the content's sort of fresh, but it's consistent. Yeah. And that's what I I didn't like about the Tower of Gods animation. It's like half the time where it's like it's trying to fit a joke in the animation style just like randomly changes without warning. Yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't fit it. Whereas Soul Eater, <laughs> that had animation that would go with it. It would go with it really well because the style works. It's a cartoony style. Yeah. Like, compared to other anime, it doesn't... It's not as realistic. But at the same time, you know, it can get away with some really funny and great gags that just really enhance the experience yeah. and just make it so fucking funny to laugh at. I also like, think that's, a, like, a pretty, like... That's a author kind of thing. Because, yeah. um... It's, uh... Atushi... Yeah. Uh, it's, like, um... Yeah, Atushi... Okubo, mm -hmm. he, does, he does Fire Force, he did Soul Eater. The thing about his stuff is that it's very stylized in a way where it's like, it makes sense for like these things to happen yeah. and like some jokes to play out, you know? Very rough edge, very yeah. very angular, kind of. Not as um, round. But yeah, it, it works, it works so well. I was, oh, what was I gonna fucking say? Shit. Python, Python, Give Cobra. it a Tico. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this though. I really think that his eight is his, like his work has aged well yeah, for a I manga that's like came out in like the two thousands. Even the animation is still pretty good mm. by the standard definitions of today. And like even like some of the times like okay, I understand a lot of times inside older animation they'll demonstrate um, slow motion through this weird frame blending. Yeah. But now we'll just, like, kind of just slow everything down, like, so, like, sort of slower the frame rate and that kind of stuff to, like, a little bit here, here, and here, and then I sort of, like, leaning back before they fall. Um, but I really think that his stuff, like, works really well, stylized. Um, I think David Production's doing a really good job with Fire Force. Yes. Um. Can't give them enough credit. Yeah. The, so the recent good. episode was what? The first, it was the first episode? Yeah. It covered, like, I think... Uh, yeah, no, it was... It covered um, a lot of filler kind of stuff. It filler stuff. Um, the second half is completely filler. The first half, though, it's, like, just a recap of, like, what kind of sort of happened mm -hmm. of, like, last season. Because, like, you... Because in the first part, it's like, okay, they have a day off, which this, they completely scrapped, like, the literally the first couple pages of each, like, starting chapter of the season. Yeah. Because in the first season, when they... Because we, we, we immediately get introduced to Shinra... And, like, his quirk of being, like, oh, he smiles very weirdly when he's nervous. Yeah. And, like, I think one of the jokes that was cut out from the anime was, um, a girl falls down, a, girl's fall, a girl falls down and, like, she shows her underwear or whatever. And then he smiles nervously and, like, and the oh, no guy turns to him and is like, oh, you like that, huh? I was just like, <laughs> I was just like, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, like, like, that's a Okubo joke, but, like, mm-hmm. That makes sense for this kind of like story. This is what I understand. This is how the pacing's gonna be. Yeah. Um, but like, what? But like, once you get to that, it's like okay. It kind of like mixes the sort of like structure around where it's like okay, they're out shopping, at like in this other district, district or whatever. Uh -huh. Then they'll cut flashback to like oh, here is um. Here is like the whole. Here's like the whole entire conversation yeah. from the from the day before. Right. Then cut back to the. To, they, to come back to the, time. Yeah. yeah. Where inside like a comic book, you'll usually do that only when it really needs to be happening. Right. Because I really think that it could have started off like him kind of like being, Shinra being like, oh, it's my first day off. Like, it's been so long since like there's been sort of this calmness. 
you know, what yeah. should I do? And then introduce that kind of thing where they go clothes shopping for the lieutenant or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a much more, like, just straightforward. Because you can't have... Because eventually, if you have too many backflash, it just you get you lose. It just track. gets yeah, you get to you have the Naruto effect when you'll have a backflash and a backflash and a backflash and a flashback. Back. Or sorry, backflash, 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 backflash. No flashback and a flashback, and it just it becomes way too much to handle, and you're just kind of like Jesus. But then you know, uh, it helps to. I mean, not to say flashbacks are bad or anything. It's just don't be too over reliant on that. Um, but yeah, in a manga, it's just you got. They're very much you just like move on to the next yeah. thing because there's no like if visual anyth- transition. Yeah. If anything, really you can have some flashbacks, but it's got to be very brief and short to like give context. That's what, that's what a flashback does. Yeah, it initially gives context to the viewer of like what's happening. Yeah, exactly. It just kind of fills you in on what had happened or what will happen in the future. Yeah, but um. Yeah, it's a very fun. It's a, you know, it's fun. If you do it right, it just could be fun. Yeah. It could be interesting, like, a lot of times, like, flashbacks are sort of used as, like, those literary devices, like, to fake out the reader slash, like, protagonist. Yeah, or, like, like hint oh, towards the future. Yeah, it's like, oh, it, like, is this real or is it fake, blah, 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 kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. A lot of times, with, like, dreams and stuff, they'll use that as, like, a literary device to, them. Um, just like, like quick flashes. Yeah, quick flash of, like, brief moments in time to, like, show, like, oh, this is interesting. What's going on over here? I feel like a flashback in its best form, I would say, is something to show, like, something we haven't seen yet. Like, if it's something we already seen, then we, it's, we, then we you don't, don't, you, we you don't you care. Didn't really know. You really yeah. could just put that first before that. Yeah. Um, but, like, one thing that I, I didn't like the Sonic movie was the entire, like, film was the flashback. Mm. It's like, okay, the record scratch... Let's throw that in reverse to the beginning and then get to that point in the movie where we are. That's right. And that's what I How did I like. end up here? It's, it's kind of cliche and like it's got that attitude towards it, but like I expect it from this kind of thing where it's like right. it's a buddy cop movie. Yeah, it's not, it's not really going at anything crazy. I mean, it takes tropes from like 50 different things and throws it in. So it's not, you, you know, you know it's going to be a fun kids movie. Yeah. So it's not just dangerous. It's fine. But yeah, I mean. I feel like flashbacks are fine. They're a good use of uh, storytelling to a degree. I used to hate them. I'll be honest with you. I used to hate them a fuck ton. But then, sorry my language. But then I I got used to it, and I could I could understand the, the like how useful they were. Yeah. But because yeah. like when I did my adaptation project for like um, Gilgamesh and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, you have to include a flashback and stuff. I was like, oh, I'll just be really meta about it and like just include it at the beginning where we just like okay. Here's Enkidu's death. Spoilers, mm-hmm. I guess, but like, but that's literally this older story to man. It's yeah. literally Kale Gilgamesh. Boop. <laughs> it's like okay, Enkidu's dead. You don't know who he is, but like, it for foreshadows his events coming. Yeah. Tale as old as time. Enkidu is dead. Sucks to be him, but here we are. I'll say that though. I think um, Fate is probably one of my favorite series out of. I fucking know. Because, like, I cause, like I enjoy it as, like... Because, like, some of the plot lines are kind of convoluted. Like, if you play the video game, the Fate Grand Order on, on mobile, yeah. literally all the side stories are, com- like, anime as fuck. Yeah. Where it's, like, you'll come to the point of understanding, like, yeah, this is, like, a throwaway, basically. It's, like, a, like a OVA kind of thing where it's, like, okay, you have all these different servants, blah, blah, blah. Here's how they fit into, like, this little, like, niche little, like, kind of anime episode over here yeah. here's like 
you, it's summer, you're abandoned on an empty island with three other female servants. There you go. <laughs> Karen plot ensues. It's Halloween. Cleopatra's pyramid crashes through the castle of Vlad the, Bra of, uh, Vlad the Impaler, Dracula. Yeah. Adam is like, okay, calm down, dude. You're explaining so much. But then it doesn't stop there. There's more. Oda, no Oda Nobunaga's a girl, and she has many versions of her. And that I'm just like, like a okay, Tuesday cool. May. But, like, a lot of the story, like, if you actually read through the story, it's very interesting. Yeah. But you just gotta get past that sort of, like, anime-ish plot yeah. points. Anime, anime's biggest enemy is anime. It's itself. It's, 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 it's its own, like, When it shows. tries to show complex and adult themes, it can kind of be lost when it someone shows their cleavage for, like, the fifth time. Yeah. And that's, like, the problem I always had with Fairy Tale was that there was two much fan service <laughs> like, yeah. they, they would just get in the way yeah and, one, like, and like also it's like i was on twitter the other day and it's like oh they were like and like, it's crunchless announcements like like um no it was on reddit sorry it was reddit and then like the fire force is like subreddit right r, yeah. r, it's like r slash fire force and it's um basically the people like someone was like uh was saying don't stop watching the anime it's good if you worry about samaki then you're just have you have your own personal problems with that, right? Because like, she gets a lot better in the second part uh, in the second season. Yeah, I guarantee if you keep watching, she's not just a cutaway joke for the sex appeal of fan service. Even if, even like the certain parts of like when like fan service, it's not enough to like warrant her to be like that. It's like a lot of times it's just her goofing goofing up and like falling on someone. Yeah. There might be a loose article of clothing here and there, but that's pretty much it. Because like the only times that actually happens is like okay. When, when she basically d accidentally um, strips it by accident when helping out uh, uh, the seventh company seven rebuilding their um, rebu rebuilding the first part when yeah. they go go to Asakusa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But after that though, it's like okay, what else is there? So they have one the one the one joke inside the Nether where it's like they're the Iris and Tamaki are facing off. Um, off against like one of the, the doppelganger and like the doppelganger has a really deep voice and it's like oh no she's the fake and like she like Iris has the very difficult time yeah. of like saying like no you're the fake and that kind of stuff but I'm just like okay that's just her being an airhead which is fine because right. they all fit in some sort of archetype but then like the second time the second time in the nether it's like um it's um the when they're facing against like um, the Archer sort of character. Yeah. Where it's not... Okay, Archer in the sense of, like, it's Emiya. Like, it looks like Emiya, yeah. Archer from he, Fate Stay Night. Yeah. Because, like, he, ha he, he gets his ass handed to him by Iris and Tama Tamaki. Yeah. Because, like, he, he gets, like... Because, like, they're evangelists. They're basically, like, pretty much yeah. all, like, just church people. They're mm -hmm. all very, like, astute, um... Like... Priests. Priestlings. And, like, it's pretty much going to be, like, oh, he hasn't seen, like, a... He hasn't seen, like, a naked woman before. So, it's, like, it's... It's, like, right. okay, it's perfectly natural for him to have this, like, feeling. Yeah. But then I just comes up with a lead pipe, smacks him, beats him. <laughs> and, like, the set... And, like, it's it's like, comedic, but, like, it's kind of horrifying. Like, oh, shit, there's actually a consequence, like, to this action. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just... it's There's a time and place for comedy. It's, like... Like, well, if I were to give a good example of it, I guess maybe Star Wars again. Bring it back, baby. But, Which one, the sequels? Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta know when and where to insert it. I would say, like, if we're going to the final act and say character A, B, and C are great friends and character B was viciously murdered by villain A or villain whatever, 
and character C is just making jokes about character B in front of character A. Exactly. And who went to the traumatization yeah, of like who went to the traumatization of it all and they're just making fun of the situation. It's like that's not thematically accurate. Yeah, it's and not consistent. Yeah. And it's the like, one, I think the one thing that you want to find inside good media is a consistency of narrative. Yes. And storytelling and themes. Because without those things, the story will literally fall apart at will. Yeah. Because I think one of the things... Uh, what was that movie? <sighs> I think a good narrative consistency before you come up with that would be um, One Punch Man is another good one. Because it just... It knows what it is. It knows what it is. It knows what it, like the punchline is every... Get it? Yeah. Every time. So it knows that it's to build up the bad guy, build up as much as possible. But we know at the end of the day... Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it always ends by Saitama. And we know... I mean, we, it, the, the whole point is to just always... For, it, it almost feels like we have to forget about him for most of the time. Yeah, like, half the time inside this newest arc is, like, you're fo- you're really focusing on, like, the other heroes besides him. Yeah. Because, like, um, it's, like, the dazzling Flash guy with the sword and, like, Saitama running through the underbelly of the monster's yeah, they're, lair. They're just chilling out. They're just, like... They're just they're, they're literally chilling out with a guy with one eyeball. And it's like, okay, I see that happening and, like, I dig it. But then you just focus on, like, Tornado's part. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I know. She's like, getting fucked. Yeah, it's, it's like, literally when you come back to, like, human realm, <sighs> it's like, you realize there are limits and, like, these heroes can't surpass these limits in this yeah. amount of time. They need more help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> And it's just seeing the S-Class finally, like, have difficulty. Is... Actually being S-Class heroes. Yeah, it's like we finally reached, like, holy shit, okay, we're getting there. Alright. And, like, the newest chapter is so fucking nuts. It's so good. I really think a lot of these chapters end a little too early. Yeah. No. Some of them are, like, 100 pages. Other ones are just, like, 20. And I'm like, yeah. that's, 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 that's a That's very... what I really think, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I like about manga is that, okay... Well, I'll buy it when the volume comes out, because I could binge, like, the five chapters that are inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, like... And that's why like, a lot of things where it's like binging first came out inside books, right? Yeah. Before we binge TV shows, because the media was already there and ready available. Because yeah. you would wait, because like a lot back in the day, like you would wait to buy the manga because so we didn't have Amazon or anything like that. We we usually went to a bookstore. Like Barnes and Nobles had a very limited selection of like manga and unclassified underground graphic novels. The main things you probably get there: are Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, and that was it. You would not find anything else that was interesting uh, other than the fact, uh, other than like other like little graphic novels there right and you know it's just fun it's a good series to read um what was I gonna say shit uh, you could also say that having a binge culture is kind of well it's good it's fine it's good for a consumer standpoint but bad for a market slash production standpoint yeah and I find it interesting I actually find it more investing if it's a weekly it's a week by week instead of just a full binge because if it's a full binge thing then I just kind of get lit I I kind of get a little discouraged because then I have to realize I have to sit for five hours at a time, like because you know I, I want to watch the next episode. Yeah. But then it's just like because yeah, you want to start that yeah, journey. You want to or... watch every single episode because it's like it's animation slash like whatever it's TV because yeah. you want to you don't want to skip through because like if you skip through you're going to miss certain things. Yeah. And then like but with manga though like it's like what ten like each chapter okay I'm going through Assassination Classroom right now. The f- Chapter one lasts. Another great thing is just like it lasts about like fifteen, barely fifteen pages. Yeah. So it's like okay, fifteen pages is, is it will take you like what if you re- if you read like a decent speed. It's like 
it's you, 20, ba- you 15 minutes barely maybe you, barely even barely a minute yeah. a page because like the pictures are so large and stuff it's like you're barely gonna be reading the barely reading like a lot you know yeah. it's like a, it's not like a normal book where you might read like a minute or two per page it's gonna be like okay this page will most likely take you 30 seconds to fully to like halfway digest what's going on and maybe a full minute to kind of fully digest yeah, that fact to really look at everything again and i like to do that sometimes when it comes like feel like longer panels especially like when it's an action stuff i like to check out every little detail but you know when i'm trying when i'm in a rush or my work or something and i'm just kind of quickly reading it i just kind of like cool done got it move on. it move on let's move go on. yeah and it's like you know it's good like that and it's a, and it's it's a um i think it's a good thing to mention that someone who's really good at making a nice flow in a uh, in a manga or comic, it is really well appreciated. Just being forward able... pacing. Because uh... flow flow meaning like it flows well from panel to panel. Yeah. Pacing. Okay, so you're talking about flow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, well, also pacing too. Just being able to keep the reader going at a nice steady pace and just not have to be bogged down by like, what the fuck did he just say? Uh, you know, like having because that's another thing is like, true. There isn't as much literature in like manga than our books because it's a visual medium slash yeah. written medium um but you know if if you bog down if you have too much of well if you have i'm sorry just kind of no you're good uh when it comes it depends on when you're doing it it's you can have a lot of dialogue and a lot of written text on the page when it comes to talking or uh quieter moments but when it comes to the more action-packed and fast-paced moving stuff, you really want to limit those text bubbles, and you really want to limit how much the characters say and when, because it'll break up the pace, and it'll break up, you know, how much, like, because if you start, if you're really reading, going into it, and you see the characters, like, punching each each other... other, Then you get to the Hunter Hunter issue, where it's just mm, a panel of text. Exactly, exactly. And then they start talking about their ideals, and I'm like, that's cool, but hey, um, weren't you punching that guy in the stomach so hard you sent him through a building? Can you do that again, please? I'd really, I'd really like it. And I'm just like, I'm eating popcorn. I'm like, please yeah. do that again. And I really think that a lot of fights that do well are fights that can talk while show. Yes. Because a lot of times, like, inside certain things, like, it's not really Dragon Ball. Um, Naruto has a lot of other fights where... Where they talk and fight a lot. It's I, not not the stale like, kind of like stand point. You destroyed my village. I will end you. It's like no. Naruto's talking. He's like, why do you feel this way? Why why do you yeah. hate the Leaf Village so much, Sasuke? Fuck, dude. Every time, like for the past, like those past few, uh, past like the last arc, I was just out of it. I was just I could not give a shit about what they were saying at that point. I was I was literally just skimming it. I was skimming it for any point like. Eventually, like, when the emotional moment where it's, like, you know, where there's, like, that last, like, that that page where it's just a full, like, the only person's face and it's, like, one little, like, word they say, I'm always, they're always, like, yeah. I'm, like, what are we saying yeah about? What are we agreeing to? I, I kind of <laughs> skipped it over. Uh, let me go back a bit. And then I fall asleep, keep reading it. I'm, like, fuck, this is so Because you're reading at 12, uh, at 12 at night and yeah. it's 1 a.m. And I'm, like, cool, everything worked out. I'm glad, I'm glad that worked out so well. Great so excited and then you know move on and then we have Deku's like I will protect everybody and then I'm like eh. yeah the new chapter for my hero is not that great uh, not it's not it's uh, I'm gonna correct myself for here it's it's not like the it's not it's great but like 
it's not what you want to like kind of read it's yeah. one of those things where it's like you might want to stop for like a good three weeks then pick up the last three chapters mm-hmm. um and i really like where it's going i like where they're heading towards in the story i really don't know what's gonna happen exactly because like because like they already have like this kind of thing mm-hmm. where like oh there's more power stone lock but you got this big bad right now yeah time skip like what are they gonna do is, time skip or they like I honestly don't. I have no idea where this is gonna fucking go. Well, yeah. I mean, I kind of. I'm waiting for the hammer to fall because it hasn't fallen really yet. I mean, all if my, anything, all might goes uh, full force one last time. Heal Shigaraki, but dies in the end. Yeah, that's 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 what you usually think. That, you know, I know a lot of people thought All Might would die when. Well, he was facing all for one. Yeah, you know, but he didn't, and so it's just like this. Like, okay, well, we don't have the emotional investment of the mentor character dying. So now we're just kind of like fiddling yeah. around a bit, and you kind of need that in the story a bit, because uh, it gives you invested. But especially in this kind of thing where there is such a strong mentor slash human bond like Naruto, mm-hmm. where it's yeah. like when Jiraiya died, it's like oh shit, they're fucked. Like they're well, how's Naruto feeling? And they even see that inside the anime. It's like oh, when J- Lord Jiraiya dies, like oh. Did anyone tell Naruto yet? How's he doing? Like, they worry about him. Like, yeah. that's probably what's going to happen here. They're just going to pull, like, a Lord Jiraiya and, like, yeah. All Might's going to die. Either All Might or Eraserhead might die. No, Eraserhead still needs to live. Because I think he's Eraserhead's going to pick up the torch and be like, this is how a hero's supposed to act, no matter how, like, hard life gets. Fair enough, yeah. Because I think the whole, the whole after, this, after this, like, sort of arc of, like, um, the League of Villains coming back, it's like, okay, All Might dies. Deku gets really sad. Aizawa is there to pick him up. Aizawa and Bakugo in the yeah. same guy is there to pick him up. Aizawa learns the the true, me, true hidden Meaning fact. Meaning of Christmas. I don't the know. The true fact about, um, about Deku's powers. And right. then he helps him from there. Because he gets like, as from an understanding point, he knows a lot more about loss than I guess All Might would as a personal level. Yeah. Because like, he lost a lot of friends in the line of duty while All Might kind of like has his... He lost his mentor. Yeah. He lost his mentor and he lost... But he still had Gran Torino to work right. with, blah, yeah. blah, blah, kind of stuff. But like, eh, me, I really mm. kind of... I don't want to say this, but I really do think that All Might will come back and die Yeah. by Shigaraki, forcing this hand of like this more tension between Deku and Shigaraki to, like, say, you killed my mentor, prepare to die. I would I would disagree with you in the in the sense that he knows that he can't go there right now because he can't do anything. And he knows that if he does go there, he'd be endangering everybody and, like, putting his life in danger. So I think he won't... But that was, sh- that's what a hero does, Charlie. But, you know, I mean, if you can't do anything, stay out of the fucking way, I guess. I mean, I'm just saying, the girl is more useful than he is at the moment. The, the child, Mary, whatever fucking... Ari. Ari, yeah. Ari's more fucking... She's actually OP as shit. But, you know, it's like, I don't think he's gonna go there at the moment. I think either Shiraki is gonna find him later... Yeah, that would be more reasonable to me because, like, for one thing, you know, because one is what the fuck he's gonna do, and two, I feel like this is a more important moment for um, what was his name? Uh, Shoto's dad. Fuck. Endeavor. Endeavor. I feel like this is more important for Endeavor as a moment because, like, a lot of the a huge part of this past arc has been focused on Endeavor as a character. That's true. And a lot of this has been his change, his like rise as a hero and. 
his like now that he's got to number one what does that mean now without anyone supporting yeah, him? his progression as a father and how he became like a much better person and how he's going to make the ultimate sacrifice in order to stop this guy and, oh god i really hope it never doesn't die i know but it's just like fuck bro i don't know <laughs> i i really don't want deku to lose his power i mean he, there will probably, I guarantee you, there'll be a moment where Shiraki gets, like, he, you, you know a racer's gonna lose it. Like, he, he won't be able to keep it up forever. Yeah. And then Shiraki's gonna go for the grab, and then, like, Deku's gonna be like, fuck you, power of friendship, bitch, and then, like, slap him away or something. I don't know. Maybe, maybe one for all. Unlock a new power. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's because, like, it can, oh, you know what it might be? Maybe it's because it's, like, it only belongs, because remember, it's only passed down to those that are worthy. I think that might do something with it, but I don't oh, know. Oh, you know what? They, they fucking mentioned this, but um, All Might's mentor, her power was flight, so I'm pretty sure he's probably going to lock this one mm. to fly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Flying. I Honestly, I, I don't like... If I was to, if I was given a choice of any super ability... Super strength yeah, or fly? Super, I would take... I mean, I would... Even super strength. I mean, like, I guess I would take super strength other than flight, because flying is cool, but at the same time, it's like... Yeah, I can fly. Dude, so, I would love Fat Gum's power, honestly. Honestly. Because like, you eat so much and then you just get large and you expend that energy outwards. Yeah, and that's I, fine. Having the ability to eat stuff and just not get Store fat, that energy. I would then... love that. It's like one of my favorite, because I'm a fatty. I'm a fat fatty. I'm not really fat, but I love I, eating. Yeah. So that's that's why. I think one of my favorite my favorite panels is like from the manga is like Fat Gum just like eating, de- eating a lot of food while he's running just because he, after, like, I think it's like... During the Yakuza arc, he actually mm. spends that energy protecting um, uh, Red Riot. Yeah, Red Riot. I forgot his real name. I know, dude. It's so hard Kamishia, to keep... Kami? Nah. Ka... Ka... It's not like... Kurt. Griffith! No, no, I don't know his name. <laughs> um, yeah, so he has to eat a lot to like kind of like do that, which makes sense. It kind it seems like the Flash kind of power. It's like he has to eat to like, keep up his metabolism because mm-hmm. or he'll pass out. Right, right. I, I, oh, my God, that's so, so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um... I think we're going for a bit, so oh, it was an hour, yeah. We'll close on this. We'll close off on here. We'll close on this one last thing I want to say. Okay. In terms of story, I think My Hero has done a lot of cool things new, and like have definitely been interesting to me, but eventually the hammer has to fall at some point, and there has to be a moment, the fall, the fall of, yeah. in the story, because you can't have that, you can't have the resurrection without it. Yeah. And The hero's... Journey, the hero's journey, and you see that in anime all the time. Like you see it for one biggest example, Goku, and during the Frieza arc, Krillin dies. He's used up every technique he knows, everything he's done. Uh, like he's been through so much, he doesn't know what to do, and he's just consumed by anger. And he's just he wants to protect his friends, and then bam, Super Saiyan. You know? Yeah, even even like the Bleach anime did that, where it's like. The last last season of the anime was literally uh, Ichigo loses his powers. He gets extremely sad and disheartened, but he tries <sighs> to get that back. Yeah, and that's what kind of spawns his resurrection. At the end, he gets his full powers back, and yeah. then he defeats um Ginjo, exactly Ginjo, or whatever the other substitute soldier yeah. was. And then you know it's just you need you need the you need it to happen. You need it to fall. And I feel like a good series that really kind of illustrate well. I feel like another really good A good series that knows his characters and yeah. hero's journey mm-hmm. will do that. Yes. I think that's what you're trying to say. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, and, um, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm watching my hero and I'm loving my hero, but I'm just, 
I need that. I need that to get me invested. And uh, so far, it's been great, and I love seeing these characters, but, you know, I, I need to progress at some point. I need, I need to feel sadness to be happy. I need to feel sadness to get the rise, to, to get... Because you need it up and down. It's up and down, always. Yeah. Like a roller coaster, you know? So, that's what I think, at least. I don't know. On that depressing note, <laughs> um, we'll see you guys you, yeah. next time. All right.